We're here to inspire, inform, and connect entrepreneurs and high achievers. Welcome to Results Radio with the number one results coach in the country, Sean Shuchuk. Sean is as focused on your results as you are. Visit our website at www.yourresultsradio.com and take advantage of the free tips and gifts. Plus, get your copy of the best-selling results journal developed by the number one results coach in the country. With you in mind, it is the most powerful achievement tool used by high achievers today. Here is the host of Results Radio, Sean Shuchuk. This is Results Radio, and I'm your host, Sean Chuchuk. We're back once again, and as always, I bring you the very best of the best. But before we go there, if you haven't done so yet, go to our website, yourresultsradio.com. Get yourself a copy of the Results Journal. It was designed with you in mind to help you achieve more and do it in less time. Now, I say this lots, and for everybody in the results community, you know this, we bring you the very best of the best. However, today I've got a really special treat. I've got an incredible guy who's going to be sharing some really cool stuff. If you think I'm high energy, you haven't heard or seen anything yet, and we're going to get there in a minute. But I want to share something with you very, very quickly before I introduce our guest for today. I received a phone call, uh, oh, I don't know, midweek last week from an individual who had attended one of my events uh, at the end of 2017, Influence Live in San Diego. And he asked me a question. He said, listen, I haven't joined your program yet, but I want to talk to you for a minute about coaching. And I said, okay, what do you want to talk about? He said, well, you know, I hired a coach about five years ago, but I didn't see any results. And he said, you call yourself the results guy, so tell me something. What is it you want, or how is it you get people to achieve results? And it's an interesting question because so many people want results, but most people aren't willing to do what it takes. There's less than 1% of people today who are going to do whatever it takes to achieve what their goal is. Most people want the American dream but aren't willing to do or go the extra mile. The extra mile is a lonely place. And we're going to talk to somebody right now who knows all about that. This guy's a best-selling author. This guy's been in movies. This guy's part of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. You hear me quote the book a lot. I've probably read the book 30 or 40 times over the last few years. This guy speaks all over the world, and he's a good friend of mine. It's a pleasure. Mr. Greg Reed, thank you for coming on Results Radio. I appreciate it. And the crowds go wild. <laughs> that, your, that pre-frame setup right there was fantastic. You know, people come all the time when I get off stage and say, you know, I don't like my life, or I don't like my relationship, I don't like my job. And my answer is, too bad. And they look at me like crazy, and I go, look, we are where we choose to be. You know, you're the one who lied on the resume, kissed butt to get that job. If you don't like it, do something about it. It's the action and the law of attraction that makes our dreams come true. Think it, feel it, but ultimately you got to get off your backside and do it. 100% agree. You know, it's really, really interesting. I think it, it was Earl Nightingale in the Strangest Secret recording from the 1950s that said every, everyone is today exactly where they want to be. If they didn't want to be where they are, they would do something to change it. So, Greg, thank you for being here. First of all, I have a question for you, and we'll go back to what I said a moment ago when I was referring to the phone call uh, at the beginning of the show. Tell me something. Why do some people make it look so easy, and for others it seems such a struggle to achieve? You know, it keeps going back down to that, you know, word of probably authenticity of, you know, if they try to show up and be someone they're not, it shows a little bit more difficult than people that just show up as they truly are. One of the greatest interviews I ever did with Brian Tracy, I remember uh, I was talking to him one time, he says, what's it like being you? 
And he looked at me and says, don't be me. Don't be Les Brown. Don't be Tony Robbins. He goes, just be you. When you were a kid, your mom said, be yourself. People like you. That day, I got rid of the monkey suits, the PowerPoints, all the fake crap, and I just started showing up just being me and sharing about what was true to my life story. And by doing so, it flowed easy, and then all of a sudden, my I don't know, following, they understood because they were the tribe I was looking for. So you talk about your life story. Do, do, do us a favor. Share with our listeners today, how did you get to be where you are? Most people today struggle their entire lifetimes and hope and pray with fingers crossed that they'll get to a level that, that you've achieved. How, how did you get there? What, what's the, you know, I'll use the term that so many people say to me when I step off stage somewhere, they, well, what's the secret? <laughs> well, I, I can't, what is that so funny? You know, I've, I've shared this maybe twice in my entire life, and I'll, I'll share something with you. When I first started getting in the industry of personal development, I had a mentor named Charlie Tremendous Jones, and he says, in this business, there's a high road and a low road. And I go, what does that mean? He says, the high road are people that are the real thought leaders that live their message from Aristotle, Socrates, the modern day leaders like Napoleon Hill and, you know, W. Clement Stone. He says, why is it out of billions of people you can name those few? He goes, the low road is all these carnival barkers. These are the guys that hawk you stuff in the back of the room and try to sell stuff right off the bat. And they go, you know, all the way from this person to someone who will hypnotize the audience to get them to buy their products. He says, if you go the high road, you will not be accepted. He goes, but what happens is you got to pick up people from the airport, put flyers on the cars, you got to pay your dues, and you will not accept. He goes, the low road, go that way. You'll make money today. He says, the high road, if you do get accepted, which you won't be, he goes, eventually, you'll be one of the great thought leaders. You'll be able to dip down into the low road, make money, because you all got to pay your bills, and come back up and be respected. But the guys in the low road will never be invited to play in your sandbox. Which way are you going to go? And right then and there, I decided I'm only going to play with the peers that I had respect for. And there's a great quote, surround yourself with people you have respect for, not those you have influence over. And I think that's how all these amazing things have come to life. If I'm out there today and I decide I want to get into, and this is really interesting because I get asked this question a lot, so I think it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm actually really anticipating hearing your answer. People come to me and say, Sean, I want to speak, I want to write books, uh, I want to coach, whatever that is, the, the, the so-called expert space. What's the first piece of advice you have for someone who says that? Well, it comes down to the logistics of it. There's a four-step process, actually, but the number one is to come up with something called a name and a hook, you know, something that you're They'll grab your attention and pull you in, like Anderson Cooper 360, Bill O'Reilly, no spin zone, Zig Ziglar, see you at the top. Everyone's got one. But that is technically the first thing you need, but it has to be based on your expertise. So, for example, if I was teaching financial literacy, it can't be Greg, you know, poems about kittens, right? It has to be congruent. So the first book I ever did was called The Millionaire Mentor. So I'd go up and say, I'm Greg, The Millionaire Mentor. People say, what's that? And kind of pull you in. And the whole concept is, even though I was successful in my local community, I drive up in a new car, even though I mentored inner city kids, they call me the millionaire mentor, became a badge of honor. So I think the very first step is to come up something that you're very good at, and also it, it, it defines who, what your expertise truly is. What you're talking about is branding here. How important is branding to someone who wants to get into this and really get out there? A billion percent. And that's the biggest challenge. So many people want to do so many things. You know, I think today's multitask world is hurting so many people because they're not becoming great at anything. You talk about Napoleon Hill, you know, it was called specialized knowledge back in the day. 
and it's the person that can become an expert at something. And then they had outliers, and they're talking about the 10,000 hours, and it was the expert, you know, expertise. And I think we've got to go back and say, look, what's good news is what's common sense to you is brilliance to someone else. Someone out there is waiting to hear what you have to say. So the whole thing is what your brilliance, your expertise, understand there is a market out there where someone's waiting to hear it. I think you're right. You know, many, many years ago, Bob Proctor said something to me very interesting, and this is going back now, uh, well, uh, this will really date me, uh, probably 23 or 24 years. And we were talking about coaching and speaking in this space that you and I are in. He said, Sean, it's one of the toughest, if not the toughest business you'll ever get into. And I went, Bob, don't worry about it. I started a couple of companies. You know, I've, I've been relatively successful. I'll be okay. Um, needless to say, you know, he was right because it's an interesting business and it's certainly not like selling toasters or computers, but would you agree with him? Yeah. He and I wrote a book together called Think and Grow Rich, Thoughts or Things. Mm -hmm. It was a world mega bestseller. And he gave me the greatest line. And I don't think I've, again, I'm sharing all these little things. It was, he pulled me aside and he said, the secret of prosperity in this business is in alignment with what we were just talking about. He said, the secret is to get paid money to do what you're already going to do. What's common sense to you is pure brilliance of someone else. I go, what do you mean? And he started looking. He says, well, when the secret came out, you know, the bottom line is that everyone wanted his time and attention, but he was always could be spread so thin, but everyone wanted to have dinner with him or whatever. So he found a way that people could buy his time to have dinner with him, which he was going to eat anyway and make income at the same time, and everyone kind of comes across ahead. And so when I wrote my first mega best-selling book, no one went with me along that journey, even though I offered it to so many. So the follow-up book, I charged people like $25,000 to literally sit in a chair across from me and watch me interview all these amazing folks, and there was a line out the door. Literally made over four or $500,000 before I even wrote my first word. And the way that that happened is that there's a great saying that says if people won't pay, they won't pay attention. When I offered something for free, no one wanted. But as soon as I had the value associated with it, again, it was standing room only. And more importantly, the value and the relationships, the people that did pay to become our, part of my mastermind, changed their life forever. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that. I remember this, again, this goes back, you know, probably pushing two and a half decades. Uh, I remember doing an event. It was my, one of my first seminars or that style of event I'd ever done. And I think there was 80, 90 people in the room maybe, and I, I poured my heart and soul into it. And I asked, uh, you know, at, at the end of the event to, to, to jump on board with my coaching program. And uh, at the time, again, going back a long, long time, I said, you know, it's $350 a month. And I think one person decided to do it. And, you know, I was, I was heartbroken. I was crestfallen. I, I poured my heart and soul into this. And then uh, I decided to, to give this another shot. And I did it a month later. Same venue, same number of people, same presentation. And the only thing we changed was we went from 350 to $1,500 a month at half the room bought. So hmm. I, I think there's something to be said about about that. Um, listen, I, I think this is very interesting. And there's a lot of folks that, you know, the secret came out in 2000 and and, uh, and six or thereabouts. Uh, Rob Proctor talks about this. Napoleon Hill talks about this. Uh, Earl Nightingale talks about this. Some of the folks you referenced earlier uh, in, in this conversation, uh, where we talk about what, what is success. Uh, now, we all know what the strangest secret is uh, or what, what he said about it. Uh, uh, Earl Nightingale, where he says, you know, that uh, it's the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. What in your, and of course, that's going back to the 1950s. Here we are, 2018. What's success? And second question that follow up to that, how do you get there? 
Uh, success is seen by one word in my view, and that's uh, freedom. That's it. So success is whatever definition which you give it. You know, so it could be living a purpose-filled life. Absolutely, there's a lot of tenured professors that are very successful, and nurses, and firemen, and also there are certain you know billionaires and politicians. So it's it's it's, it's working towards a chosen field of endeavor. Um, but you know, more importantly, I think it's as long as we're working toward our success, we feel successful. You know, there's an old saying: it's not the uh, you know, it's not the destination, it's a journey. And I, I found that mm. to be true. I've been writing a book for the last two or three years now called Wealth Hackers, interviewing people worth $100 million to $1 billion. And I realized that the most happy, successful people never arrive. <laughs> you know, they're, they're working toward their, their, chosen, their chosen goal. So I think that's what gives them passion and fever because they don't need the money after $100 million, so to speak. But what happens is the drive is the game that gives them the inspiration. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's what gives them freedom. So freedom is my definition of success. That's, that's awesome. How, how do you get there? I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, that, I'm that person today, and I've seen Greg Reed speak. I've maybe read his book and Think and Grow Rich or Sean's book or any one of the many phenomenal uh, books that are out there and the amazing speakers that are out there like yourself. But uh, and maybe, I, maybe I've, been, I've been working through this since I watched The Secret, and I still get calls about that because of, uh, you know, Bob Proctor wrote the, the foreword for my first book, and they see that association. And I haven't yet achieved what I deem as success, which in most cases for people is money. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about the money. It's what money can do for us. But, you know, it's the freedom that you referred to a moment ago. How, how do I get there if, if it, I feel it's eluding me? Well, we define what it is that the goal is. I mean, it's like an archery guy. You know, if you sit there and take a bow and arrow and swing it into the air, that's great. You can say how wonderful you are. But until you give yourself a target, you know, you don't know if you're on track. The easiest way to hit a goal is to have a goal to hit. Unfortunately, so many people live this vague life where they say, I want to be happy, but they don't know what that definition is. And to me, like being happy would probably be a good pizza for lunch because I'm getting hungry right about now. So So the whole idea is happiness and uh, freedom is the definition in which we give it. And it's different for each person. So what would make you happy and give you that freedom is completely different than the next person listening to this conversation. So I think rather than us projecting what it is, what we think our definition is, we've got to find it and define it for ourselves. And remember this, when it comes to law of attraction, look, you do not attract what you want in life. You only attract more of what you already are. It's more of a law of vibration. So the realities are, you know, I've never been in a fist fight, but I know people get them in every week. I wouldn't even know where to go find a fist fight. But the reality is they find it because that's what they're looking for. And it's funny, my son is six years old. No matter where we go, he reaches in his pocket and we get home and he puts money out on the counter to put in the safe. No matter where we go, amusing the park, it doesn't make a difference. He finds money. And I looked at him one day and said, son, why is it no matter where we go, you always find money? And he looked at me and said, I look for it, Dad. I think that's awesome. From, from the mouth of babes, and, you know, you, you and I were talking about this before we went on air. Uh, you know, I have a six-year-old as well, and it's, it's really interesting. Um, he, uh, he said something to me, and I'll, and I'll share this with you and our listeners because I think it's important. Um, I, I think it comes down to focus, right? And he said something to me that was really interesting. Uh, last spring, he wanted a new bike. We happened to be at Costco, and he saw a bike, and it was incredible. He fell in love with his bike. And I said, well, you know, if you want to buy this, you can buy it. You have enough money to buy it. And he said, done. 
I said, why don't we finish what we're doing in the store? And, you know, when we're, when we're done the rest of our shopping, we'll come back. And if you still want it, we'll get the bike. And we finished it. We got to the front where the cashiers were. And he said, Dad, aren't you forgetting something? And uh, I said, I think so. And so we ended up going back to the aisle where the bikes were. And it, incidentally, that one bike, and there was only one of them, was gone. Someone else had, had purchased it in the, in the interim uh, b- between when we were there and finished our shopping. And uh, he was a little upset. And I said, you know, this will all work out. So I end up calling over the manager. And he says, yeah, we'll just go to another store. It's only about a 10-minute drive. And they have like 12 or 13 bikes, identical bikes. So we get in the vehicle, and we're driving to the other Costco, and I said, what do you think of that? He goes, Dad, he said, I already focused on the fact that there was a bike for me, and I knew there would be a bike for me. So, oh. uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think as adults, we probably overcomplicate things, and I'll, I'll, if you're okay with this, I'll add to something you said a moment ago. I think a big part of what happens in our lives, our businesses, our careers, our relationship is based on, on focus, and I think a lot of times we're focused in the wrong areas. Correct. But unfortunately, we attract what we're looking for. <laughs> so again, if you want to look for drama, we'll find drama, right? Rumi had a quote, says, whatever you seek is seeking you. And so the whole concept is make sure we're looking for good stuff. Um, I, I just think we definitely see eye to eye on this topic. I agree with you. Uh, I got a question for you, and this comes to me a lot. I'm sure you've heard this before. I get, you know, through our Facebook or social media pages, our website, uh, you know, people send questions in. And a lot of times people's focus revolves around money. And for most, for most folks, it's lack of. But what do you say to those people that say, I, I want more money, and I just, you know, money is tough. It's a tough conversation. There's never enough. Uh, I can't seem to find more. I can't seem to make more. What do you, what do you say to those people? Again, it goes down to that definition. I mean, we, we can, I feel like we're running in sand. It's the same exact thing. The whole idea is the definition of what enough money is and what that target date is. The easiest way to hit a goal is to have a goal to hit. But money, wealth, prosperity is, is everywhere. Look, everyone thinks that, you know, precious gems and gold is scarce. And they think that diamonds and rubies are scarce. They think money is scarce. If, look, every single person listening to this right now has got some gold, has got some probably diamonds in their family, and they've got some money in the pocket, well, then it's not scarce. <laughs> it means everyone's got some. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of what you choose to accept is the amount that you're willing to obtain. So the whole thing is the universe will give us exactly what we're ready for. So when I think when we're ready for more, then all of a sudden it'll start flowing that way. And the idea is to have your faucet open. It sounds weird, but when we were born, our faucets were wide open. One was like for love and protection. One was for, you know, prosperity. Everything we needed was given to us. Another one was for, you know, health and wellness. And then we have all the faucets. And then as adults, we start adjusting that thermostat to what we feel comfortable. And the whole thing is we can adjust those, that thermostat at any time we want. It's the same thing as if you don't want love or romance because you've been hurt. And then when you're ready for it, open that faucet and all of a sudden it comes flowing or all of a sudden you want to raise and all of a sudden money starts flowing. The whole idea is that the universe will give us exactly what we're ready to accept. I love it. And yes, we do agree. And, and it, there's a theme in this that every, every time, everything we've, we've talked about over the course of the last 10 or 15 minutes has all been focused on one thing, us being very clear on an objective, a goal and what our focus is. This is Results Radio, and I'm your host, Sean Chuchuk. Today, we've got the always incredible, always amazing Mr. Greg Reed. Actually, it's now Dr. Greg Reed with us. Stay with us. We'll be right back in just two minutes. What would being a best-selling author do for you and your business? Massive credibility. Your brand launchpad. Celebrity. 
Over two-thirds of Americans want to write a book. Get yours published now and distribute it around the world. More exposure means more prospects. More prospects means more clients. Even better, you don't have to do it all alone. You've got the leading publishing and marketing team doing it with you. At Results Press, it's easier than you dreamed. Visit us today at theresultspress.com. You and I know you're ready for more, for the freedom that you were promised when you decided to become an entrepreneur. Sean Shuchuk is the number one results coach in the country, and he wants to work with you, but only if you want to achieve real and lasting results. If you want five times or 10 times your income, and to do it fast, if you want that six or seven figure income, visit changeyourresults.com now. Send Sean a message and say, I want real freedom. I want to invest in myself and work with you. Welcome back to Results Radio. I'm your host, Sean Tuchuk, and today we've got the incredible Greg Reed with us. Greg, thank you so much again for being with us on Results Radio. Um, a little while ago, well, I'm going to guess a couple of years ago, you probably know better than, than I do, you, uh, I believe, co-authored a book called Three Feet from Gold with uh, Sharon Lecter. Share with us a little bit about what that means, Three Feet from Gold. Uh, you know, this is something that comes up even when I speak and do events and, and different, uh, different projects that I'm involved in. Uh, not the idea of actually the gold, but the, the idea behind the title and what it represents. Yeah, well, it's interesting. It's the 10-year anniversary of that book. We just got the rights back and we're re publicizing it in a brand new way and adding some workbook in the back of it. And it's from the very first chapter of Think and Grow Rich, where a gold miner literally gave up three feet away from the largest strike. And the moral is, how many times have we or someone we know quit, you know, three classes short from a degree or sales or marketing or marriage or what have you? It's easy to quit. But it's the people that persevere and go that extra little mile, like you said, that go the extra mile. They're the ones that come out on top. So the secret of success is to keep persevering and have that stickability when you know in your heart of hearts you're onto something very special. Incidentally, I think you also wrote a book on stickability, if my memory serves correct as well. Um, Do you think that perhaps sometimes this idea of, and I know I'm going to put a word in your mouth here, but giving up? or prematurely giving up, does that have something to do with some of the conditioning that a lot of us have received uh, as unsolicited gifts from parents, educators, and whatever, maybe religious influences over the course of our lifetime or as we grew up? I'd, I'd say probably you're correct. I think it's more of the lack of the guidance and the affirmation of adaptability and the, the, the flexibility that we should have, meaning that they don't teach adaptability and flexibility enough. Meaning, like, look, I remember interviewing the founder of Chick-fil-A, a multi-billion dollar company. I said, hey, show it. I go, I want to be a billionaire like you. What do I do? He said, stop planning. Go, what are you talking about? He goes, look for unexpected opportunity and capitalize on it. And he goes, look, I want to get to the end of the street, and I'm at my house. He goes, I have to have stickability to know that that's where I'm going. Keep my eye on the prize. He goes, but a planner is going to plan every step or they're going to pause and take a break. I'm looking for opportunity. Did a kid leave a skateboard or a bicycle out to make my journey short? If I get real lucky, I'll wave down a neighbor driving by and hitch a ride to the end of the street. He goes, either way, I'll get to my goal. I'm stuck on my prize. He goes, but I'm not caught up on how it has to happen. And I realized that all the greatest success stories, nothing went as expected. They all had opportunity, and they adjusted along the way. So how do we let go then to become more flexible, et cetera? Well, surround yourself with people that can be encouraging. Look, you've heard the cliche. I bet you've said it on the show a billion times that we're a reflection of the people we hang around the most. 
income, mm-hmm. attitude, and lifestyle is the average of the group. I have kick-ass mastermind groups. And what happens is I surround myself with people that will give me guidance, but they do it in a productive way. Even when I'm wrong, they'll let me know that, but they'll give me guidance. And instead of just telling me I'm a knucklehead, they'll say, hey, let's look at it from this way. And by surrounding yourself with people that are encouraging and solution searching, then all of a sudden you start seeing those options. But unfortunately, how important is it for, for those, especially those listening to our conversation here today? Uh, you know, you talk about masterminds and kick ass, and I run a kick ass mastermind. And, uh, you know, we've all been involved in some of the most incredible and had some of the most amazing people that uh, are sitting alongside with us in our group. How important is that for someone who's, who's right now listening to our conversation on a scale of one to 10 to really put themselves into the environment where they are? with like-minded people who are focused on the positives, on the growth, and what it takes to get there, not those that might be considered detractors? It's the single most important. There is nothing higher. So, for example, look, I know nothing about making movies, but I just finished completing my first major feature film. And all I did is I said, okay, well, who won an Oscar? And I reached out to them. I said, okay, who's the top, you know, photography guy? I'm going to reach out to them. Who does music? Who does casting? Who does whatever? And then I reached out to the people that are the greatest. And I made a mastermind of the greatest people I could get a hold of and made a major feature film. Now, I still don't know anything about making major feature films. I just know about surrounding myself with a mastermind people who do. And I realized that all the greatest leaders, that's how they accomplish what they do. That's how Edison did it. That's how Trump does it. That's how everyone does. They don't have to have all the answers. They surround themselves with people who do. I, I honestly couldn't agree with you more. Um, tell us, to take a minute, you shared with us uh, the, the feature film. If you want to take a moment and, and share with our entire community, and there's folks listening from the United States, Canada, Europe, Australia, everywhere right now, uh, share a little bit about the, the feature film that's coming out. Well, I interviewed in that book, Stickability, Frank Shankwitz, founder of Make-A-Wish. And I asked him, I said, hey, Frank, what was your wish? He goes, what do you mean? I go, you're the founder of Make-A-Wish. What would you ask for? He says, no one ever asked me. I says, well, whatever your wish is, I will grant it. I'm your genie. He says, I just want my story to be told so my grandkids know I did something. And I said, sign over your life rights. I'll make it into a major film. The only problem is I've never made a feature film, and he trusted me. <laughs> and it's taken five years, and now we're in post-production. It will be out this summer, and I'm going to tell you, it literally is one of the greatest, most inspirational movies you're ever going to see in your lifetime. And it would have been so easy to give up on this goal. But the realities are I would not when I was three feet from gold. Uh, I think that's a testament to what we're, we're all talking about here today. If you had and I'm going to give you this, if you had the, the ability to share incredible information with somebody who you felt was some of the most important information in transformation, what would that information be? Please share. Only one takeaway. Everyone always looks for like the big golden nuggets. I think I only got one big one, and here's what it is. Successful people seek counsel, and failures listen to opinion. What's the difference? Opinion is based on ignorance, lack of knowledge, inexperience, like maybe your family friends who've never done what you're about to venture. Counsel is based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship. People have paved the way. If you go to a family friend and say you're going to write a book, they might talk you out of it because they've never written a book. If you go to Mark Victor Hansen, who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul and sold a billion copies, he'll say, hey, before you get started, sit down. Here's what you need to know and give you counsel based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship. If we would spend our activity only seeking counsel and ignoring people's opinion, that's the day your life would change. 
That's incredible information. I hope that all you who are listening today, you, you absorb this. Take it, write it down, make a note of it. I think it's so vitally important. I want to take a quick, a quick a little, little detour here, if I can. You do some pretty incredible things. You work with some pretty incredible people, not just in one area, but from a geographical region, not just in Southern California, but all over. Uh, you also host an event, and I wanted to be there this year, unfortunately, uh, just conflicting schedules. I was unable to share a little bit about what you do and the name of your event, please. Well, I run an event called Secret Knock, where Forbes, Inc., and entrepreneurs you know, recommended event for top business leaders around the world, and it started in my living room. And my job, just so people that aren't familiar with my work, is I get to travel the planet to meet the most powerful and influential people and then tell their stories in book and film. And people kept asking, how do I meet your friends? And so I said, well, come to my house, and I'll bring a few of them in. And it grew and grew, and now we're standing room only you know, sold out type of event that people come literally from around the world and it's called secret knock. And I got to tell you, our concept is instead of bringing in coaches and teachers and mentors, we just bring in the person who did it. So if you want to start a nonprofit, meet the founder of Make-A-Wish. If you have an idea for a clothing line, here's a guy who did Ugg Boots, a billion dollar brand. If you have an invention, here's a guy who created the credit card all the way down the line. And if you get the information directly from the source, amazing things will start happening. I love it. I love it. Listen, I have an event, and you know this. You and I have talked about this. Actually, I'm going to share a story first. About four or five years ago, and Greg, you're going to, uh, you're, you, know, you should be the one probably kicking my butt here. About four or five years ago, you phoned me and personally invited me to Secret Knock. And every year since, uh, it's been, there's been a conflict. Either I'm speaking or in a different part of the country. Uh, but um, I understand from a conversation with a mutual friend that I'm supposed to be attending uh, the next Secret Knock. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, in addition to that, I, I think you're speaking at my event coming up in November in L.A. called Influence Live, and this will be the, the, the large annual event that we do every year. Uh, I want to ask a question. You talked about people and who you surround yourself with, um, and, it, and we talk about building high-trust, powerful relationships. It's one of the things even Napoleon Hill talks about. Um, how important are attending events like Secret Knock and Influence and some of these big ones that you, know, you and I cross paths at? Well, again, if we're a reflection of the people we hang around the most and our income, attitude, and lifestyle, the average of the group, it's important to surround yourself with people that think the same way. Unfortunately, what happens is we go to these events, and they're so raw, right? You get all fired up, high five, and you go back home, and everyone's normal. <laughs> they think we're crazy. <laughs> and so the whole idea is to create a mastermind group when you go to these events where you stay in touch. The beautiful thing in today's world with conference call numbers and Skypes and you know, Zooms and all this stuff, it's easy to do so. So it's not a matter of just going, but it's about applying the wisdom. And the best way to apply it is to create a buddy system, a mastermind system, when you go back home so it doesn't just dwindle away. That's incredible advice. Uh, listen, we're, we're coming to the end of our show. If, if, if folks out there today listening to us are inspired to find out more about you, and I believe they will be because you're a rock star, how do they find you, Greg? How do they get more information on you? Well, the beautiful thing about the Internet is you can just Google me. So <laughs> it's Greg Reese. I mean, you can find me anywhere on the Internet. Go in the bookstore, pick up a book. You can follow on tweets or what have you. But the main thing is I want to say thank you for giving me an opportunity to come on here and, and just share a few minutes with you. And I think we do a hostage exchange to what we're doing. I'm, you're going to speak at Secret Knock in September, and then I'm going to come to yours. So together we're, we're combining forces and, 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 and inspiring some people. 
Listen, at the end of the day, I get asked a question a lot of times, and it's why I do what I do. And without getting into a long, drawn-out explanation, it's about watching the transformation in individuals. And that really what it, it was what it comes down to. I want to thank you for being a part of Results Radio today. It's been an honor and privilege to have you on. As you know, I hold you in the highest regards. Uh, and I love the fact that you share your life, your story, and your entire everything with those people who you get the privilege to interact with. This is Results Radio, and I'm your host, Sean Chuchak. As always, we bring you the very best from around the world to share with you. If you want to achieve more and do it in less time, make sure you go to our website at yourresultsradio.com and get a copy of the Results Journal. It was designed with you in mind. Until next time, I'm Sean Chuchak. Have an incredible day. Thank you for joining us today on Results Radio. Every show, we bring you the very best guests that share with you their experiences and expertise. Do whatever you have to do to join us for our next show. And visit us today at yourresultsradio.com. While you're there, get your copy of the Results Journal.